0: Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Herron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 92 of How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Herron. Super glad that you're here today. Um, Today we have an awesome show with Brenda Wilhelmson, and um, you're going to love listening to her. Let me say that again. You're going to love listening to her. However, I had serious technical difficulties. Skype just took a crap and um, I couldn't keep connected. It would drop every... It would actually freeze every four minutes and 15 seconds. And um, what I didn't realize at the time is it was butchering my voice. It was taking it apart and making it double. That would normally be enough for me to scrap an episode and to beg Brenda to re-record this, but what she says is so great and meaningful and awesome that I didn't even want to try to recapture the interview, um, which I've never had to do and I don't want to do, because I just wanted you to be able to listen to her. Her audio is clear. It's great. And luckily I don't talk very much and you will not believe how much of myself I took out when you hear this. So when you listen to my voice, just be patient about the skipping. I tried to fix it as much as I could. Um, Believe it or not, it was 10 times worse before I did a little bit of editing. So um, do bear with that. Uh, Brenda is clear as a bell and completely delightful and very inspiring about a book that means a lot to me. Um, It's Diary of an Alcoholic Housewife, which was already on my Kindle before I even met her, almost by happenstance. So we talk not only about writing and memoir writing, but we also talk about alcoholism and addiction, and more importantly the power of saying yes, and the way yes can open doors. I think that if you stick with the poor quality of my voice, you'll really get a lot out of the episode. So I hope that you do. Um, In business matters, I would like to say a real quick thank you to new patrons. I don't think I've thanked them yet, but if I have, then they can thank twice. Um, Helen Redfern, thank you so much. I think you have a beautiful name and you should write young adult. I think that's fantastic. Uh, and Crystal Bryant. Thank you. Thank you. And Doug Schneider. Thank you everyone who supports on Patreon. Uh, just that little dollar a month makes a huge difference. Um, it's really nice because people are always falling away from Patreon as their cards change or as their lives change and they need to change financially. Um, I want to say that that is something that is always completely 100% okay to do. If you want to pledge $5 this month and next month, you need to change it to zero. There are never any hard feelings never, ever, ever, um, because people are always coming in and out. And that's a beautiful thing. And it helps me with my life so much. So thank you to all new past and present, uh, patrons. And you can find me over at patreon.com slash Rachel a little, um, update over here. I'm not feeling that great today. I'm struggling with the migraine. So this is going to be very short, um, since the migraine does not quite have its claws in me and I want to go lie down so it doesn't get its claws in me. Uh, but I will say that things are progressing apace with the thriller. Um, there's some good interest and that's all I could say about it. I will Tell you guys first whatever I know. Uh, but it's exciting times. So um I'm just got everything crossed. That's all I can say. And otherwise, writing and prepping is going great. If you're not listening to The Pedal to the Metal, um, there are two episodes recently, and there's gonna be a third, where Jay Thorne is helping me plot my next romance. He is an accredited story grid editor, and People, I'm a pro. I know this stuff. I think I might have said this last week, and if so, I apologize. Migraine brain. But, um, But you can always learn. That's my point. Jay has been teaching me so much. I actually went and read the damn book, which I had been avoiding reading for a long time. I don't know why. I just had a knee jerk. I don't need another story plan. But the story grid is pretty freaking awesome. And having a friend who knows it like the back of his hand guide me through it is really... Great. So um, the last two episodes where we really started plotting the book and the next one, which we're uh, recording next week about fully expanding it have been fabulous and they've gotten a really good response. So if you're interested in actually watching Plotting in Action or listening to Plotting in Action, go check those out at the Petal like the flower to the metal.com. It's a weekly podcast and I really have a good time doing that with my buddy Jay. So let's jump into the terrible interview with Brenda who is wonderful. Um, Thanks for ignoring the quality. Brenda is an absolute pro because every four, four minutes and 50 seconds, it would crash and I'd have to call her back and she would just smile and take it and keep on talking right where she left off. So, um, thanks Brenda. Thanks for listening. Please enjoy, please get some writing done. Um, push through your own technical difficulties, push a little bit harder and get your work done and then tell me about it. I really want to know. So take care and we'll talk soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write, and you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Okay, y'all, I could not be more pleased to welcome my friend Brenda Willemson to the show. Hello.
1: Hi. I'm nice, nice to see you again, Rachel. So
0: excited to talk to you. Let me give you a little introduction, and then we're just going to dive right in together. Journalist-turned-memoirist Brenda Wilhelmson won an IPPY for her unflinching memoir, Diary of an Alcoholic Housewife. She's working on her second memoir, Thank You, Ashley Madison, which can be previewed at www dot thankyouashley.blogspot.com. Brenda has written for CNN, Chicago Tribune, Huffington Post, and Chicago Reader. She lives with her two sons in a Chicago suburb. We met at the Chicago Seller Book Show Summit, and it was so funny. You came up to me to ask me a question about something and- Marketing. Mar- <laughs> it was a complete marketing <laughs> question. Um, And mentioned the title of your book, which I already had on my Kindle. I bought on my my Kindle and I was so excited to talk to you because I was, I was recent, very, very recently. Sober. So I, I wonder if, if I surprised you with my, like, really, that's, it's you? you talk about that. No,
1: you know what? I get that a lot. Like people are like, Oh, you're the one who wrote that book. Like it's, it's out there and mm-hmm. it's surprising how many people are walking in our shoes. You know, and, but yeah, I wasn't expecting you to be like,
0: oh my God, I'm like,
1: <laughs> what were you like three weeks sober or something like that? At the, something at the, awful. Oh like,
0: gosh. yeah, so maybe eight weeks, but I'm still okay. less than four in four months, but I definitely okay. feel more yeah, comfortable right. in my, in my three skin. Months, three months. Yeah.
1: yeah. I yeah. knew that he was in there. Okay.
0: And that that was my first big working conference. And I just was not paired for, for dealing with that many people with my usual cr- crutches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I really felt like I was, was kind of willing through that com- conference to find a kindred spirit was, and there were, and there were more there, you know, of course yeah. there it were everywhere, um, but it was just so nice to have your friendly face. And then I came home and started reading your memoir. It is everything I want in a memoir. And it's funny because it was the thing that I was looking for. Uh, and I think you have probably found the same thing, but um a lot of the rec- recovery memoirs are about you know people who. You know, we're, sh- were shooting weed and, and living in the street. Right. And while their story resonates with me, and, and I can find the similarities in it to my perspective, I hadn't found the me story, the housewife who really likes drinking, drinking every night, just because that's what we do in the suburbs, you know? So yeah. it was just... So-
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, That's why I wrote the book, because I was a journalist, and... um. I was late. I, I, I was newly sober. I went to a meeting and I came out of this meeting wanting to drink. (laughs) I think it was like, like the, you know, one of my, one of the first meetings in the meeting and you know, it does happen. You you leave and you want to drink. And I'm like, I ran to Barnes and Noble because I had just been sitting in this meeting and um hearing all these horror stories and a lot of them are kind of like you know pounding my like i was worse than you you know it's like i'm gonna tap your story with you know and i'm sitting there like you know do i really need to be here you know but but what i was doing is um i had rules for myself i didn't drink before five o'clock so i was going to meetings At you know, from five o'clock on, during my martini, and then Mm -hmm. to the the wine hour, you know, hours, I'll say
0: Mm
1: -hmm. hour hours that segued into the wine, and um, and so uh, that was keeping me sober because I would go to I would go to meeting instead of grabbing my martini shaker. So I didn't know how it was working, but it was working. So I wanted to keep going, but I really wasn't you know like these aren't my people. They are my people. I've since realized that they are, but at that time, you know, like a few days in, I went to Barnes & Noble looking for what you, you know, looking for something that spoke to me. And it wasn't a low-bottom story about somebody who'd lost everything and was living in a crack house. And, you know, um, nobody talked to them anymore, and they didn't have any friends left. And I still had my wife together. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was no such book. And so I was laying in bed that night, and the thought, write that book, just came from somewhere into my head, and I started keeping a journal, and it turned into a book.
0: So we're, we're veering from the, some of the questions I usually, I usually ask, so fascinating to me. Um, but you know I love, I love memoir, and I teach memoir, and I really wanted to ask you what the, um, what the methodology was of you keeping this, because when I write my journal... From which then I pull memories and then expand on. Because when I write my journal, journal, it is just a bunch of crap. Yeah. Did you do you ever have the crap version, or were you crafting your journal as you oh, went no. for something to be published later?
1: Oh, there's a, there. I have like volumes. Like the, when I wrote Diary of Not The a I was handwriting, so I had like probably stacks of like ten journals, and they're crap.
0: <laughs> oh, that makes me makes me feel I, so much better. Oh my
1: god, like you know how like. And and I do enjoy editing. I think we're both kind of the same, idea. like, yeah. like fooling and like, you know, and I can, I can mess around with a sentence for a long time, like way long. <laughs> I feel like I'll never get this book done if I'm, you know, and um, so I went through three edits. Okay. By the time. Yeah. So. So the first one was transferring my handwritten journals onto the computer. So as I was moving my handwritten stuff onto the computer, I was finessing things then. And then I went through another read and edited some more. And then before I and I still want, I you know, I thought maybe I was done with the second one. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll take a look again. And. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, there's still, you know, so there was a third one before I had it in shape and ready to show the editor at Hazelden Betty Ford, which they were the ones to publish my book. So,
0: okay, that so makes me cool. it before they looked at it. That makes me feel great. Um, um, <laughs> specific question about truth, um, because you are just naked on the page. Yeah. You you really seem to have no, no, and this is that I'm proud of when I pull off, but I also know that I am, I, you know, eyeing on the page, page, I'm also good at myself and it, and it doesn't, which is how I got to be where I was. Um, but it doesn't seem like you had that, like you, when you have resentments about somebody or, or you know, you're just irked or, you know, you show yourself in all your lights, you're good and you're bad. And how did you let yourself do that?
1: I just feel like, I don't know, like it's, it's not me. Like I'm just a channel, you know? And, um, I just kind of count on things coming through me the way they're supposed to come through me. Like, I feel like writing the idea for the book wasn't my idea. Mm. Like, you know, it came into my head, but it didn't feel like I thought it up. Like Mm -hmm. it just, like it came, it, it put, it was put in front of me to do. So I did it. And, um, and I never, I, 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 I was a writer who wasn't really sure I wanted to have my book published. You know, <laughs> it was like, once I got it done and once I, you know, I started blogging at first and I had, I woke up in the middle of the night one time thinking like, what am I doing?
0: Like, oh my God.
1: Like, you know, but then I was like, well, you know, not too many people are seeing it and if my <laughs> be a helpful blog. And if I help one or two people, you know, yay, I did, I did a good thing, you know? And so I was kind of like, kind of counting, like telling myself, you know, not too many people are going to see this and it'll help some people and it's helping me stay sober and, you know, it'll help other people. And, and, uh, and so, uh, then when the call came that my book was getting published, I was like, Oh, you know, I was, I
0: was yay and oh shit (laughs) (laughs) can i take this back maybe can i change my mind yeah because you you really laid your bear and and i assume that you're doing this in this in the fabulously titled titled thank you madison
1: yeah yeah and that's actually it's 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 a very difficult book to put out there too um i I a lot about you you seem to be fearless you know what, what's, what's interesting is that once I, I got, and I was kind of in, you know, I kind of was lying to myself and in denial about it ever actually seeing the light of day. And, you know, like I wound up being on the today show and,
0: <laughs> oh man, I know.
1: so woo you know, <laughs> and then when, my, when my, I was doing a book release party and then I was like, well, because I, I wasn't going to do one. And then my one of my best friends was just like, no, you have to do a book release party. You really do. You really do. And kind of like made me do it. And so I'm writing these emails letting people know that it's coming out. And I thought I was going to get an ulcer. And then I started getting emails back saying like, I've got this drinking problem. Oh,
0: my and, gosh. Ah.
1: And like, or my mom has trouble or my sister, you know, somebody like it was either themselves or somebody they were close to. And it just like the floodgates opened and it allowed people to get real and talk about this thing that we need to talk about. And so once I did that, I mean, I had I did have all this fear and I had this sick feeling in my stomach when I was letting everybody know, hey, because people didn't know I was an alcoholic either. <laughs> Nobody knew about me. Yeah. Yeah. I had a whole, you know, facade. You know, my house looked good. I look good. My kids look good. And, you know, and um, so people were kind of like, whoa, you know. Um, but, but I was getting all this feedback. And, and, you know, people were contacting me because they had similar issues going on in their own lives. And, and then once that mask was ripped off, it was a relief. Like Mm -hmm. I could just be real, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have to have any falseness or any pretense or, you know, no, there was no facade. It was like, yeah, I was out there, miss super imperfect and I didn't have to try to be anything. I wasn't anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I thought I was going to write a novel next, you know? And so I started writing a novel and then I wound up, my marriage exploded and blew up <laughs> and I started finding out all these really, really hard things that, you know, I was married to somebody for 21 years. I didn't know who he was, mm. you know, I think he was capable of doing the things that he was doing, you know, um, being on Ashley Madison for the last five years we were married and rating our 401k and, you know, all, you know, like, yeah, it was yeah. an avalanche of, you know, um, but I saw it as another growth opportunity. You know, I, I started taking a really good hard look at myself. Having had the tools of getting sober and by being forced to do that, I had a pretty good toolbox at that point where I was like, Well, you know, it takes to and what's my end of things and I need to clean up my side of the street and really look at my contribution and look at this thing as a whole thing and and um and see this, you know, as this challenge, this, this, this huge growth opportunity that I had in front of me, that if I could like jump over this, that how much stronger and better I could be. And I, and I got excited for my life because I was, I was pretty miserable, you know, Mm -hmm. when my, when things went the way they did. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was just like, I get a do over, you know, I get, over. Yeah.
0: Let's talk a little bit a little bit of writing. What's your biggest challenge when it comes to writing and what's your biggest joy?
1: My biggest challenge when it comes to writing is um well, the nature of what I do is you know, I've I've, I've been writing about some very hard topics about, you know, I'm an alcoholic and, you know, I was living with somebody I didn't know and was, you know, leading a double life, and that brought me to the core. Um, and sometimes I don't feel like writing. Like I can, I can go into a hole. Like it's like I can look at it, like right now with my with Thank You Ashley Madison. I'm in the process of going through my editing. Um, I'm I'm just about to start my third edit.
0: Oh, so you're in delicious sweet spot. Like it's not yeah. even the the first hard edit. It's it's now you're just fun,
1: <laughs> right? And now I'm at it's it's interesting because I'm at a point where it's almost like I'm talking about somebody else who isn't me. Wow. Yeah. And it's very, you know, like I will say too, if you're, you know, regardless if you're, if you, if you're looking to publish a book or not, I mean, this is really good therapy. Like I've had to process this multiple times from different places as I, you know, like, so every time I come back to it, I'm, I'm coming back to it from a different place. But like the first time, the first edit. It was rugged like there were times where i just had to put it away for weeks and not look at it because i you know you, you sit on a therapist couch for an hour this is me doing like deep dive therapy for like for hours
0: know, hours, and hours, and hours and
1: hours you know and, yeah without a break and yeah. sometimes you just walk away feeling shell-shocked and it's like i can't look at this anymore i need to make lunches for my kid and <laughs> have things together. And that was, that was the hard part, you know, of like getting depressed and having to like relive and reprocess a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I, you know, that I write about. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, my favorite part though, is when I just get into a zone and time just flies because those six hours go like that. You know, and it's like all of a sudden I'm like, I haven't gotten out of my chair for a really long time. I should probably walk around and get something to drink.
0: Or, you know? I, I love feeling. That's that's one of my favorite feelings in the world.
1: Yeah. And so we know that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's like when you oh, get oh, yeah. into a place like that, a creative place where you're just like there and you're in the moment and you're in the process and you're creating and nothing else exists. I mean, what a great feeling. It's like, you know. That's what you're supposed to be doing when when things click and and feel like that.
0: Like the runner's heart's high. It's why you do it. <laughs> can Can you share a quick craft tip with us of any sort? A craft tip. Um.
1: Yeah. I. Because of again, like the nature of what I do, I look at I look at my life as art. That's the piece that I feel is the artiest piece is. Living yeah. and experiencing and yeah. saying yes to things when there's no good reason to say no, you know. Like the more you say yes and walk through that door, the more opportunities you have to say yes. Like and but the more we say no and and don't open doors and close them, they dry up. So I just kind of feel like I you know I want to share that. It's like just. Yeah. Yes. You know, if you've got an opportunity, something gets put in front of you to do, to do, say yes and do it. And just kind of like watch life roll. And then I'm kind of like a scribe and I write down
0: what I'm doing. Did you read Shonda Rice's book? Uh, the, the Year of Yes? I think you should. Oh. oh, I think you would. And it's her challenge to say yes for a year because she was saying no to everything and closing in. And particularly I felt, Right before I quit drinking, I had just started, started saying no to everything, including family and my friends. And stopping drinking has brought yes into my life. So I just Good. love that you say that. And I love that you look at your life as art. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we all should, right? We all should, yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just feel like, you know, the 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 universe is abundant. There's so much juicy goodness out there you know and it's like just eat it up and gobble it up and experience what we can while we're here because there's a lot of good you know that said there's a lot of hard too I mean life is beautiful and it's hard
0: rolling into my next question and then when you have those dark days or self about your writing how do you deal with those days
1: I give myself a break I didn't used to feel like I deserved a break But, you know, what? if there's a day where I feel like I need to just take off and I need to just isolate, I do. So when I was going through my divorce, there were days I would lay on the couch and just stare at the ceiling, you know. And I was and I learned to be okay with that, you know, allow myself to feel because us as drinkers didn't feel anything for a
0: really long time. I, I it thought was numb hard. was a feeling. I, I kid you not.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it was crazy because not only did I numb out the bad feelings, but I also numbed out the good feelings too. You yeah, know, it was yeah. like, oh, I've got something to celebrate, drink. You know, oh, I'm sad, drink,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all. <laughs> it's
1: everything. But so, so now um, I've learned too, just my own mental health, that unless I allow myself to feel my feelings and to get in touch with with what's really going on with me, if I if I'm constantly getting busy and oh I can't deal with that. I gotta do this. Because that's one of my go to's too is to get real busy and just do and not deal with anything. But I have learned that, you know, there are times where I just kinda like need to lay on my couch and stare at my ceiling and and feel things and and then it passes pretty well and one of my tricks for that too is to not let my mind go where I can get real maudlin if I keep thinking you know like I detach from my thoughts like I like the feelings and the thoughts are separate like I'll just kind of like purely like kind of like dive in and just feel physically what it's doing to my body Mm like get, my, you know, kick my thoughts out and just kind of like sit with the actual physical feeling. And it's surprising how quickly that goes. And then I can get back on my A game sooner.
0: I think you just gave me a like moment for you because I'm always talking to my stu- students and self in my, my writing about you know, visceral and putting the visceral on the page because that's what we cannot help identifying with. You can tell me you're sad and I don't care, but if you show me words in your body, so I understand as a human what you're going through. And yeah. to, to do that to ourselves, actual human beings, and not just on the page is kind of really profound. Yeah. What is the best book you've read recently and why did you love it?
1: The best book that I've read recently, and I'm reading it now, and I'm going to hold it up here, is Sapien. Ooh, yeah, and it's by and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally massacre his name Yuval Noah Harari. I think that's how it's pronounced. And it's basically it's called *Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind*. And um, *Homo sapiens* means wise human, and we're far from the wisest humans on the face of the earth. Like it's just it's just a riveting. Um, history of humankind and how for millions of years other forms of you know before we became homo sapiens lived on this planet just great but now when we had this like cognitive revolution wherever we show up wherever we decide we can like build a boat and go to um, animals and plants die and go extinct. You know? <laughs> and we've been doing this for about like 300,000 years and look at where, we're at where we're at right now, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, wise, human, not so much. So super interesting, yeah. It
0: sounds, sounds right, up, Allie, after, after I'm done with your book. It's going to be like t- tonight because I'm this close to ending. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you find you? Fine.
1: You can find me online at brendawilhelmsen.com.
0: Okay. Easy.
1: Or you can look at, and I'm actually blogging. Thank you, Ashley Madison. So you can take a sneak peek at that, and it's thankyouashley.blogspot.com. And you can also just Google "Diary of an Alcoholic Housewife," and I'll pop up there too. But yeah,
0: so and I can't recommend your book more highly. I'm your biggest fan. Thank Thank you for writing the book that I was looking for.
1: Thank you Thank so, you so
0: love. much. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being Great here and talking.
1: having me, it's been a
0: blast. Take care and talk soon. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How do You Write?